What's up, y'all? You're now listening to the What Now Podcast. I'm Dr. Spencer Dupre, owner of Empower Chiropractic. And I am Dr. Zach Thompson, owner of Within Chiropractic. The purpose of this podcast is to document and share the experiences of two young business owners as we open our own brick and mortar chiropractic practices. Join along as we discuss all of our wins, our losses, insights, and the many, many lessons we learned. As a disclaimer, none of this is ever intended to be medical, legal, or financial advice. Welcome back to the What Now podcast. We are super, super excited to dive into today's episode. Myself, as well as Dr. Spencer, we are uh, two months and one month, respectively, uh, into our practices. So we're going to be breaking down everything that we've done this far, what we've learned, and then the most exciting part, what we're implementing going forward. Uh, But before then, I did want to give out two shout outs. Shout out to Alejandra Suarez, giving us a a share on her Instagram story that that means a lot uh, as well as Michaela Knorr shouting us out as well. Uh, really appreciate the feedback we've been getting um, and also really getting to, to see that you guys are enjoying the show. So if you don't mind before, before this show is over, send this to a friend, send it to two friends, uh, send it to your trimester group chat, send it to someone that you know is not listening, but needs to, uh, that would really mean a lot to both myself and Spencer. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. What have we done? Spencer, Give us a breakdown. You're six weeks, correct, in the practice. What have you done so far? Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like I've done so much and so little at the same time. Um, Truth. Yeah, it's like um, you're always doing something and um, you don't really get to see the kind of ground that you're gaining until you can actually zoom out. Um, let's see, what, what are some things that I've done? Well, I've already redesigned my office. Um, (laughs) I have, uh, we've made a lot of changes. I came in to this office thinking I was going to practice a certain way. And, um, you get a lot of time to think and you get a lot of time to reflect and you have a lot of like, man, what did I do moments? Cause you sold the ship and you burned the boats and, uh, you're all in. And so there's so many Mm -hmm. moments in there where you get to reflect into your decisions. Um, literally like from my wall color to the things that I say about myself on social media or not Mm -hmm. on social media or in your Google listing, all those things. So it's just constantly like looking inward and just tweaking and reflecting and um, tinkering and just continually refining. Um, I'm really taking the first part of my, um, the first year, like, like the first two months of 2022 that I'm open. So November and December to really, really, really refine the product, refine the product, refine the product. And um, that's just been a really common theme that I've been hearing recently in like the two podcasts that I listen to. I've expanded my library into my input sources <laughs> from one to two. So we're doubled, we're doubled. But, it's called growing up right there. That is called growing up. Yeah. Proud yeah. Of you, Spence. Thanks, man. Um, but like the big common theme that I've been hearing um, for something is like grow, go deeper, go deeper, go deeper, Um, refine, refine, refine. And like one of the things I heard, it's like, man, it's awesome if you have a ton of people who are seeing your product, but if you have a sucky product, then now you have a bunch of people Mm. who are saying that you have a sucky product. There you go. You know, you can't be a restaurant selling ham sandwiches if they're not the best ham sandwiches in the world. You can't just absolutely throw mayo on bread and call yourself a restaurant. Um, so really refining everything I invested, uh, even more going deeper. Um, 
at first I thought I was only going to run HRV from CLA and posture screen. After my first week, I threw posture screen totally out of the door and <laughs> I uh, invested the rest of whatever thousands of dollars uh, it costs to have the rest of the CLA equipment. Busted. And it has been, that has single-handedly been the best investment that I've ever made. Um, it does all of the talking. Other, other, other than this podcast. Yeah. But yeah, I bought a, I bought a mic for this podcast and, uh, but this has also been one of the really great things is to be able to sit each week and reflect and just learn, um, from you and, um, and our friends and all the things that we're doing. Um, so that's one of the biggest, big things that I've done so far is I invested in new tech and, uh, I changed my direction. Um, that was really big for me. What about you? If you, if you can, like give us a little bit more insight, um, into, what you mean by refining, right? Like that's a really, really good word. What, what has been one or two things that you're really refining, uh, to show a really great product when people start coming in? Oh, dude, I, um, yeah, I just map out my experiences, right? So not in like a weird way about like, Oh, like I see visions or whatever, like our, some of our <laughs> friends, you know, um, but nah, I, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's a visionary Sorry. there we go yeah um no but what i do is um you know you just put yourself in the shoes of uh you just put your shoes yourself in the shoes of the people who are using your product and so like i have this uh, patient file uh in my ehr called like member tester or whatever um and it just goes to one of my burner emails and I just constantly just work through my day one, day two with myself um, all the way from like, what does it look like to be on my Instagram as someone else to like clicking on my link? Where does it take me? Th like literally does it lag like b based if I'm on like Wi-Fi or like not, mm. um, you know, to filling out my intake forms, how fast, like do I get bored with my own intake forms? Like, am I, do I think that they're tedious? Cause if I think they're tedious, then, people are definitely, I think that they're right. overbearing. Right. Um, that, uh, so, and I'm building scripts literally like from when someone calls on the phone, it's like, Hey, you say this, like, welcome to empire chiropractic. Mm -hmm. This is Spencer. Who am I speaking with? And, uh, like, who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Yeah. Can I please take your phone number down just in case we get connected, uh, get disconnected, you know, <laughs> uh, just in case we get, connected. but in case there's a connection here. Yeah. Yeah. Like going through those things, uh, day one, you know, what's going on there from the time that they walk in to the time that they leave and how, how you schedule them out day two. Uh, the thing I'm probably the most proud of though, is like really being on top of my game with my stats because stats are, it's an, it's an objective measure for your practice. Just like we objectively measure the nervous system. We are objectively measuring the nervous system of the practice, like through our stats. And, uh, dude, I hate math. I hate extra tedious work. And I hate having to do things over and over and over again to get something that is like insignificant for the time. And like, I understand that tracking mm. your stats daily is super important, but I don't want to spend 30 minutes every day after a whole day of work to, uh, just right. do math on the side. So I created this calculator. Uh, it's probably one of, yeah, I'm pretty proud of it. Honestly. Um, it's, it made it's it phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, and I've constantly refined that. Um, so literally all I have to do now is, um, just, I just see, like, I saw this many people, they were in this category of adjustments and I made this much money. And it tells me all of like the 
KPIs, mm-hmm. the key performance indicators uh, of the practice. And so that seeing those numbers, what I'm doing day to day, also like I can look at them and be like, all right, dude, it's today it's time to push. Like mm-hmm. um, these are the areas that I'm lacking. These are the areas that I'm, um, I'm strong in. And, uh, you know, just being able to use that as a guiding yeah. stick and a measuring stick against my systems. Yeah. I think that, I think it's really cool that, that you mentioned that and tracking. Cause I literally just before we hopped on this podcast, uh, did a quick Instagram scroll, but Hormozy was, he posted a video about like why he checks his bank account, uh, first thing in the morning, just because he equated it to how, if you're trying to lose weight, you're, you're supposed to be checking, uh, checking your, checking your weight, weighing yourself in the morning. Like if you see yourself weighing yourself, if you see the weight change on the scale, uh, consistently throughout the day, or you don't see a change, like now, you know, like, okay, I need to check what I'm eating. Right. And so that, that's awesome that you're checking your stats daily. Um, I know for me, I would, when I first started back in Dallas, uh, independent contracting, I would check my stats at the end of the week. Um, and then like count them for the upcoming week on Sunday. And having since made the switch to tracking every day, it has put aside so much anxiety where like I could have felt like I did a great week and then Friday rolls around and I count those stats and it's like, dang, like I really didn't do as good as I thought I did. But when I'm tracking mm. daily, it really gives me insight, just like Spencer said, uh, into, okay, now I got to push or, um, oh, like how did, how did that feel seeing this, this amount of people? Like where were their flaws in today's, right? So it's that daily reflection. So that, that's awesome, Spence. That's really good. Yeah. And like, I mean, in the inverse of the tracking conversation, instead of saying like, oh, I'm going to push, it's like, man, it's like, well, now I have time and space for this. Like, um, Mm -hmm. based on my daily numbers, I know that I see fewer people on Tuesdays, especially in the afternoon. And so like those can become like my admin days, right? I know Wednesday mornings, I also see like fewer people than I do like my Wednesday afternoon, like after this is like pretty heavy. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's Thursday afternoon and Friday morning. So it's like, okay, well, I see the trends of the, the people that are coming in. And so I can structure my daily schedule, like around that Mm -hmm. where I can have the shortest amount of adjusting availability possible while still maximizing the adjustments that I can fit in there, because then it yields me the maximum time, like to go out and do other things. Whether if I, instead of saying like, oh, well, I have a six hour adjusting shift this afternoon, I'm just going to sit here and twiddle my thumbs and like pray to God that somebody (laughs) walks in, you know, it's like, nah, dude, it's like, I know that my people come in within three hours on these days. And so I'm going to, that's when I'm going to be open. They'll schedule there and I have room in the schedule for more people. They'll tell their friends that want to come at the same time because I'm attracting my ideal clients. And uh, that's when we're going to get a rock and rolling. And so on the times that they're not in, I'm going to go out and I'm going to market. I'm going to bring more people into my primetime hours. That's gold. That's gold right there, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to add into things you've done so far or you, you feel pretty good there? Uh, we'll see where we go for now. Do you tell me about the things yeah. that you've done so far? Yeah, man. So, you know, two months in, uh, just wrapped up week eight, uh, last Friday. Um, you know, we have seen in our office, a steady incline in patient visits, uh, per week. Um, and it's just been a blessing, right? Like people have been, uh, referring mostly, uh, social media marketing has taken a little bit more time, which feels like the complete opposite of what's supposed to be happening. Um, but is what it is. Right. And so seeing, seeing over 50 patient visits the last two weeks has been, been surreal. Um, that was a goal of mine coming into month six. 
I was like, let's try to be there come come six months into practice. And so hitting that uh, within the first two months was was a pretty awesome feeling. Um, definitely couldn't have been done without uh, a blessing of a of a front desk CA patient care advocate, um, whatever you may have it. He has been just so vital in regards to um, in regards to to the practice uh, booming, but. Um, similar to Spencer, I, I had a big realization. I think we had maybe talked about this, but, uh, I always viewed like bringing people in as like this external feeling. Um, and then I, I went to a, a seminar, uh, back in November, pinnacle seminars, uh, chiropractic practice management group. And they, they really harped on, yeah, shout out pinnacle. Uh, they really harped on internal systems, uh, and having an experience. So when your patients come through, uh, they're excited to tell their friends. And so um, that was that was a really big revelation for me. I always kind of looked at what can I do outside the practice for a long time. And so really this last month, refining every little detail, uh, like Spencer was talking about, in that patient care experience so that they're, one, their time's not being wasted. Every step they're taking, everything they're writing down on a piece of paper, um, everything I'm saying and doing is not wasting their time. Um, they're in and out of our doors you know, our goal is within 30 minutes, uh, 30 to 40 minutes in that new patient, uh, experience. And then from there it's, it's, you know, delivering them, telling them, uh, what's going on, uh, what we can do about it, how long it's going to take and, you know, really what, what is it going to cost? And that's really the, the three driving factors in the report. Um, and it really has allowed to cut the fluff out of it. And I think create a lot more clarity, um, without trying to be super creative. And so that's, that's been a big thing is, is trying to just make things super clear. Um, don't want anyone like trying to figure out what's going on. Um, but they're really guided throughout the process. So that's, yeah. that's what we've been doing. And I, I've just noticed, you know, refining those internal, internal systems has just been so huge, uh, and freeing in a lot of ways too. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, to touch on that and like to expand like farther, like on your systems thing and like, uh, well, one, confused people don't ever buy. And so mm-hmm. if you're, con- if they're confused about your product, what you do, how long they're going to be there and what they're going to expect, then they're never going to buy. It doesn't matter. And then I think that there's just like really big misconception, like since we're in like a service based thing that we're, um, selling units of time, but we're not selling units of time. This is something I actually heard like, um, that like really clicked the light, like for me, um, in Stratton Paulson on move. Uh, making moves with Travis Stewart, our homie. We'll have to have him on here. But mm-hmm. um, Travis and Strat were talking about, um, you know, chiropractors were not selling units of time, like per se, like massage or acupuncture or needling or whatever. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But we're selling a result, right? And so people are not expected to be there for an hour. Like, I feel like we come out of school and it's like, oh, well, like, I need to be a fast adjuster, but people need to spend a lot of time, like, to feel like their time has been valued in my office. Um mm-hmm. You know, and so like my first week, dude, I think my first new patient appointment was like 45 minutes or like an hour or something like that. Cause I was trying to constantly like find strings to pull to like unlock value for these people. But instead, like, dude, I just made a roadmap and, uh, I think I, yeah, dude, like I said, I expected to be 30 minutes. And like when I started this new system, mm-hmm. people were in and out like 28 minutes, like 27 minutes yeah. and, uh, and they, and they buy a lot more, which is crazy. Yeah. And I think another thing too that I heard on another chiropractic podcast, Prime Pediatric, with Doctor Skip Weiss, uh, recently he was he was talking about you know when Spencer and I 
uh, our systems are very similar. The people we're attracting are similar in some regards, but as chiropractors, we're, we're allowing people to overcome stress, right? But typically the people coming in are in such a stressed out, uh, sympathetic fight or flight state that when we bombard them with all this information and with all this like poking and prodding and, um, really making it confusing, like they're, they're zoned out quickly. Like they, they want to know, are they in the right place? Um, and are they, are they able to get help? Um, and even there's been even some things where I'm like, am I overeducating? So that's, mm. that's always a question in the back of my mind. Like if I feel a question come up during a consultation is like, is this serving value in this current moment? Or is this something that can come up in the next, you know, three to six months of care? And so that, yeah. that's been a lot of fun too. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Like ever since I switched to the full insight system, um, it's been beautiful. Well, the reason I switched to the full insight system is because I like went Tony Evel's pediatric experience, like cut and dry, like everything that Tony is doing, that's what I'm doing. Like, there's no more like, Oh, I'm trying to uh, create this myself or anything like that. It's like, nah, whatever, whatever they're saying is going because those are the people I'm trying to serve and whatever. Um, and so, dude, I just let the CLA do all the talking for me. All I do is I explain to them, like I go over their paperwork. I tell them about chiropractic with an awesome diagram that one of our buddies shared with us. I go over mm-hmm. the scans and I say, okay, I'm going to look at your scans and we'll figure out the, what they say and the best plan of action when they leave. Like I put it into a calculator. So that's really my biggest thing is like using these objective measures and having these systems takes me and the emotion out of it. It doesn't make it to where it's like, Oh man, I need to pay rent or, Oh dude, I want to take a vacation mm-hmm. or like, you know, I'm not seeing too many people right now. So I think that they should come in more or like, I don't like this person. So they should come in less. It's not even about that. It's strictly what does the data say? Mm-hmm. They come in. And so all I get to do is tell them exactly what the facts are. They, if they like me, they buy, if not, then see you later. And thanks for coming in. And, um, then all I get to do is just help them. It takes me, I get out of the equation. That's awesome. That's huge too. That's huge. Um, you know, and, and not assuming, uh, I know early on I got caught up in like assuming like, oh, this is like, you know, they might need 24, 36, 48 visits, but I don't know what their economic uh, situation is. And that was just such wrong thinking of my, on mine. And it really crippled me for a little bit there. Um, so, so definitely mm-hmm. a big, a big thing to think about as you're moving into, into practices, like what are your thought processes and what are your uh, I guess judgments, judgments would be a good word. Like, what is your judgment of the person sitting across from you? Um, and how can you be just so, so zoned in on how can I help them? Can I help them? Um, and, and what is my true goal and objective as their chiropractor? Right. And like, I mean, people who see like large care plans in front of them, like the thing is people are coming into our offices because they want us to help them. And, mm-hmm. It doesn't like we should not be concerned on what our compensation is for that. Like we like set your prices and then just be the doctor, like set your prices, make a recommendation and then just like help people get better, man. Like if they don't want to commit to the care plan, then sure, that's fine, dude. They can go and find somewhere else. But like if you're sitting in your office, like sweating bullets like I did, like, dude, is this person going to buy? Is this person going to buy? And like, well, I'm going to build them a smaller care plan because I don't think that they're going to (laughs) buy. And, uh, so then I don't know. And I don't want to have this like L on my resume. It's like, dude, it's like, well, they, they literally sniff it out on you and they'll call it out. And like yeah. that, that, that feels even worse than right. just being like, yep, you need to come in this many times. Right. 
and and not to just regurgitate what other people have, have said, but I mean, I'm I'm a big consumer of information, and I, I love just hearing different perspectives. I was listening to uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. Um, he was doing like a consult for a business owner, and they were talking about like they have over a hundred five star reviews, and he stops them and he goes, "Hey, can I can I reframe that for you? What if you had a thousand four star reviews? What would that do for your business?" Right. And I think a lot of us, you know, kind of how Spencer's talking about, like, oh, are they going to sign up? Like, is that going to be an L on my sheet? That really helped me think like, like, oh, I'm batting 100% on conversions. And then it's like, oh, well, what am I, you know, why am I not being told no? You know, like what, what's, what's going on? Am I trying to like overcompensate? Am I trying, am I not offering what's truly valuable to them? Um, and so it's just, it's just a reframing thing. I haven't really gotten all the way into the depths of that quite yet. Um, but definitely, definitely some powerful stuff there, Spence. Thanks. Thanks for, uh, leaning in on that one. Um, moving to our next question. What, what have we learned? Um, Spence, what, what do you think would be the one or two biggest things you've learned thus far? Um, man, I mean, I think on the depth of the topic that we just went behind, it's like, I think the biggest thing I learned is like, dude, I don't have all the answers and mm-hmm. I'm not trying I'm not trying to have all the answers. I like always wanted to like, be like, Oh dude, like I'm Enneagram four. So like I do my own thing all the time. <laughs> and, like whatever, whatever I feel, man, is like the right deal. And like, nah, all that does is cause like turmoil and it just makes you, it, it just creates so much turbulence because like, dude, get, find someone who's doing what you're doing. Find someone who's doing what you want to do. Ask them to teach you pay for it and then do it like and when somebody else has done all the legwork for you it's like man now i get to be myself right because Mm -hmm. i have like tried and true proven systems like i know like with like i learned how to talk the cla like everyone that does what i'm doing talks the cla so now all i get to do is go and connect with people on their needs and then i just come in Mm -hmm. and i just deliver a bomb like CLA analysis and I don't have to worry about like, Oh, well, you know, like this is only the eighth scan I've done in this office. And so maybe when I get to 8,000 scans in the office, it's like, nah, dude, like just learn from other people mm-hmm. and like you accelerate yourself like so much faster. Right. That and right. charge more money. Like, <laughs> yeah. Charge more money because you can't pay your bills doing favors for everyone. Um, and it's worth it. Like, it's just worth it. People think you're worth it. You're worth it. Do it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's huge stuff, man. Um, and you know, our value as chiropractors, the results that we're seeing as nervous system based function based chiropractors, like they're, they're in our office because they're, they're seeking results that they can't find elsewhere. And it's just, you know, um, so, so definitely valuable stuff there. Um, I would say for me, the, the two biggest things I've learned is that there is no, no more potent power than the power of consistency. Um, consistently showing up consistently, you know, uh, doing, doing the things you don't want to do. I know we talked about a couple of weeks ago, like just how much I despise what I view as meaningless tasks. Um, but I've learned that consistently doing those, there's like so much freedom, uh, and so much value that comes from that. Um, you know, and just, just getting things done. Um, you know, shout out Dr. Matt Morris in, in Sarasota, Florida. We're in a, a mastermind group right now together. And, and he texted me today. He's like, look, man, there's no, 
there's no need to chase perfection. It's always about progress. And the way to find progress in life is, is through consistent action. Um, and not, not necessarily looking at everything like, was it a success or failure, but continuing to progress through. Um, so consistency for me has been, you know, showing up to, to chamber and networking meetings. Uh, even if it's like, oh, this one's at 9 a.m. Like I could sleep in a little bit, go to the gym around nine, uh, maybe, you know, have some coffee, read my book. Like, no, 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 no. Like I'm not in that stage of life where like I, one, have that opportunity. Um, and two, like, why, why do I feel like I've been placed on this, this earth is to serve people with chiropractic care. Um, and so me chilling at a coffee shop most likely is not going to better that, better that reason. Um, so, so that's, that's been a big driving factor is like, what is, what is my reason for being here? And am I serving that, um, being a believer in God, like how can I continue to serve his kingdom and what is my service in that kingdom? Um, and it's, it's not, you know, drinking a cortado, uh, for, for a half hour, it's, it's being at a chamber meeting in case there is someone there or they know of someone there, right? It is networking. It's not selling. Um, it's, it's getting the name out there so that people one day can, can see, uh, or experience what, what's going on. And then more consistency in posting on the Instagram, uh, posting reels. Um, they're not perfect by any means. Do they take a half hour? Yeah. Um, but do I have a half hour right now to, go on Instagram, find an audio file or, you know, walk around the office and talk about chiropractic. Absolutely. Um, it's a heck of a lot better than me just scrolling on Instagram. Um, and then the other big consistency is not hitting snooze, um, waking up at five, five fifteen, and, and doing the, the morning routine, you know, getting my, my day on a planner, um, writing down my goals, reassessing my goals, um, and, and really, going through daily devotional books, that kind of thing to get the mind right um, versus hitting snooze and waking up at, at seven, seven thirty, eight o'clock, you know, um, and just kind of putting clothes on and going to work has been huge for me. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, <clears throat> like, yeah, you talk about early networking groups, man. Like my networking group meets at seven thirty in the morning and it's 45 minutes away from where I live. Dude. So I'm a bit. 515 out of the door, 630, ready to rock. Mm-hmm. Because not like I thought about this today. It's like, man, like I could roll up like sleepy mode, you know, coffee, hoodie, baseball cap. But nah, dude, I'm showing up as 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 the doctor. Like I'm the only one mm-hmm. with the doctorate level education in the entire group. And like I'm showing up as literally the face of health for these people. And they're right. all asking for it in this networking group, dude. It's like, that's me. Like I have to show up for them because they're they're literally asking for it. And if I show up like chilling one day and I slack one day, that's like one life that I can't save. Mm-hmm. Like I showed up to this networking group, didn't want to go. I was like, you know what, whatever. And literally this lady was like, you've answered my prayer this morning. Like all I did was ask yeah. for someone to be available to help my family thrive. Yeah. And it's like, dude, I'll wake up five, like 5 a.m. is it, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it makes it that much, that much further. Right. And it, it probably wasn't, you know, it might have been, but it probably wasn't the first time you went to that 7 a.m. networking group that someone told you that. Like, it was consistent action and showing yeah. up that, you know, it could have been, you know, this happens all the time where it's like, uh, oh, I went to a networking group like once or twice and no one scheduled off that. So I stopped going. Um, I mean, I've done that plenty of times. But what I've learned these last two months is is when I'm able to be consistent and finding the groups that I can be consistent to um, has, has been huge. So it's not like I'm trying to go to 
six or seven chamber events each week, right? Like that just doesn't fit my schedule. Um, and so I, I found the ones that I liked, the ones that fit my schedule. Um, and then my goal is, is two to three networking groups uh, a week. And then, you know, from there, how can I have one or two meetings with people in the community themselves um, for that one-on-one basis? And so that, that's that been a, a big goal of mine. Um, and and it just it just goes a lot a lot further yeah um dude here's a question for you that's not on our agenda here um (laughs) do you like what is your prayer over your practice right now like what are some things that like god is like really like marking you with dude i was um sitting in the office like reading like that's one one thing like dude i make sure i start every single morning that i'm in here before i open the computer with my like a daily devotion mm-hmm. because it's like dude this is the foundation and this is why i'm doing it and if i slack here in the office i'm going to slack everywhere else and so like some days at home where i might be like oh no i'm going to like walk the dog or whatever it's like not nah, dude the the business like this is the first thing that's open so nola like, can wait nola's not getting her walk until yeah yeah dude but i was like mm-hmm. dude i was marked bro like hardcore last week and, um, yeah. So has that happened to you? And like, what's something that like, God yeah. is really kind of dropping on your heart for your practice? Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's been, it's been a, lo- a long theme, uh, of mine, but ever since I had my just, you know, uh, time with depression and anxiety, um, I've really had a heart to serve that. And so the last few weeks, um, you know, in my quiet time and my, uh, you know, 20, 10, 15 minutes before the, the practice opens, um, really been praying to be to be a lighthouse and to be a beacon of hope uh, for those suffering from chronic anxiety and depression, um, but also praying that I can get myself out of the way. Um, this is not uh, you, you. You listen to any any way to not even just market, but just to you know provide hope. Like, are people coming in to see me? Sure. But this is not about me. This practice is not about me. And I, I pray, I pray every day, like God, allow, allow my flesh to, to just disintegrate, if you will, like just allow it to, to be taken out of the picture and for your kingdom to, to shine in this office for those that walk in to find hope for those looking for hope to find the office um, and, and allow them to experience a, a life reconnected to you. Um, because in, in all reality, when people are suffering from chronic anxiety, chronic pain, chronic sickness, chronic illness, whatever it might be, they're not connected back to God. And, you know, I, I can say that speaking for myself, when I, when I was anxious, when I was depressed, uh, even in times like when I, when I tore my pec last summer, that was the hardest time to connect to God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so being able to hold that, uh, that prayer and that intention over the practice has been, I mean, it's, it's just a constant reminder, right? And it'll pop back in my head. I think that's one of the best things is like setting that prayer each morning. It'll pop back in uh, when times are quiet or when I like hop on Instagram for, you know, the 10 minutes I have in between patients. It's like, oh, wait, no, like my, my prayer wasn't to be to have these 10 minutes to be on Instagram. Like, let's do more to get uh, get that lighthouse shining brighter. What about yeah. you, Spence? Dude, uh, this has been like ringing in my ears, bro. Like, uh, I mean, I read it and all I could do is hear it everywhere. Um, dude, it, it's been like so powerful and I think it like repostured my heart. Um, and it honestly, like I do, I wrote this down and I pinned it on the wall, like of the practice. And, uh, I was like, this is what we stand for, like right here. Um, and it's from Philippians one verses nine through 11. Um, dude, 
man. <clears throat> it goes, and this is my prayer. That's how it starts, dude. Like, so it's like, I was like, man, like, this is my prayer. Like, this is me saying. Here comes Paul. Here comes yeah, Paul. That man, Paul. Shout out my little He's bro. He's writing this in jail. Crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, dude, when times are tough, like when things are in lack, this is his prayer for like the world. That your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Like, dude, oh my gosh, bro, that fires me up (laughs) so much, dude. Like, and, and every single day that's like, dude, that is my prayer that like I can love on people so much more and more and more. Because I'm growing in knowledge, growing in depth of insight, not just like information and stuff to regurgitate and like to buzzword on people, but insight, like mm-hmm. really understanding how like so powerful that things are so that I can discern what is best, pure and blameless, like for other people so that they can be ready and so right. that they can be filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes that's through awesome, Christ. Dude. dude, that's like, bro, like, oh man, that fires me up. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's huge. Right. And like, just getting to have that perspective, like every day, that's half, I mean, I, I can't say for that verse, but for the verse that I, I keep in my office, like it just is, is, is such a good reminder. Right. Um, and, and really focusing on, on the one true meaning of life, right. Just gets us, gets us refocused. I think, you know, not to, not to go too far off a, t- a side tangent, but one of the best things I ever heard you say, uh, Spencer was, was you're not a you're not a chiropractic Christian, you're a Christian chiropr- chiropractor, uh, and that really helped me because going through my faith, like I always thought, like, oh yeah, I'm a chiropractor that that is a Christian, um, and you're like, no, 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 dude, like you're a Christian chiropractor, and so really making that first known thing come through. Uh, it's like how you're supposed to be a student athlete, right? Student comes first. Um, wasn't the case for me. I just loved football, but you know, you're supposed to be a student first. Um, that same premise. So uh, I figured I would, I would drop that in on, on other people um, who may be struggling with that, that process. But um, moving on number three, what are you implementing going forward? What's, what's maybe one or two things that you're like, man, I probably should have done this sooner, but now I'm ready to do it now. Oh, dude. Um, stats systems again, but uh, I also switched EHRs. Um, that's something we were talking about before we started recording. Um, yeah, being totally transparent. I, uh, was starting with Jane. Jane was really great. Super aesthetic. It's awesome. It, uh, it doesn't fit my model. Um, one of the biggest thing I was like scheduling people like in wrong time slots because it's like hard to schedule people, mm-hmm. uh, like really quick. Like you have to be like really like accurate with where you click on the screen or to do something crazy. Um, that yeah, I'm switching from Jane to like OG Cairo touch. Um, and like, that's coming from a place of literally like Zach and I talked a couple weeks about EHR uh, and I was like, yeah, dude, it's just never going to be Cairo touch for me. And then uh, just like looking at the things that it offers, it is efficient. It's the things that I want it to do. It um, really, what it does is it gets me out of the way a lot where I was having to do nice. a lot of things on Jane on the side. Mm-hmm. It was really unintegrated. And now it's just like, a, oh yeah, it all happens right here. Um, cool. So it takes away some of my time there. What about you? Yeah, I would say the same thing. I'm also transferring away from Jane um, with EHR softwares. I I love the aestheticness or whatever the right word is for that. But, um, you know, having a CA now and 
I mean, we just spent, it was, it was a good 10, 15, 20 minutes, like trying to track someone through a care plan and like, like, Oh, when are they switching from two times a week to one time a week? Mm-hmm. Um, which is pretty easy when you're, you know, not seeing many people, but when that, when that schedule starts flying up, you want to make it as easy as possible. Um, and so I'll be switching over to innate seamless. Um, it's just super integrated with everything uh, that I need. Um, I realized that in regards to an EHR, aesthetics aren't necessarily the only thing that matter. Uh, in fact, it's probably one of the least things that matter. Um, only you and your your staff see it and efficiency over overlooks on that, on that end. So super excited to be making that switch. Um, and, and just seeing where that goes for, for the practice, I think, um, again, it's another internal system to, to help, uh, the external marketing. So I'm yep. super excited there. And then, uh, one, two more things I'm also implementing. I'm I partnering with weightless workshops. Uh, Dr. Steve Tullius basically developed a, a seven figure practice, 500 patient visits a week, all based on workshops. Um, and so super excited to, to start those coming January. Um, and then a small thing, um, red and wealthy gardener. And so I was like, I think that's pretty easy is for those that, uh, do sign on to, to get results based care, um, sending out a thank you card. So mailing that out, I'm going to go mail out six or seven of those today. Um, and really just in a way to say, say thank you. Um, and remind them like this is a decision for them and that they're making the choice to come in for them, not for me. Um, and really setting that precedent with the thank you card. So super yep. excited for that. Um, it took all of two minutes to, to write those out, um, added a little personal touch with them with each one. And, and yeah, so excited to see what the future holds. I think going into 2023 is going to be a big year for, for myself, but for, for Spencer as well. And we're excited yep. to continue, continue this journey. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and just to clarify, like, um, Zach and I are like not by any means like saying like don't use Jane it sucks we're not saying that at all Jane is like really good EHR like really 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 good I loved it um, it's just if you are running the model that we are running where you are taking someone from a care plan and you're gonna have progress exams where you're doing some sort of measure like CLA um, or the insight scans um, it doesn't it's not cohesive with that experience as well. So you're going to have to have a lot of side tracking stuff. So if you're like an Excel wizard that can automate all those things, it's great. It just causes a lot of extra work to track the care plan. That's like my main reason for switching. But if you're running like a membership based deal, like come in and um, get adjusted, like whenever you want, schedule yourself um, more of like a membership based practice than it did. It's phenomenal. It's probably the easiest and simplest thing to run. For sure. sure. Um, But yeah, if not, if you're going through care plans, like the both of us, yeah. Yeah. So, um, good, good point there. Um, yeah. Yeah. You want to leave us with, with anything else or are you feeling good, man? Yeah. I feel great. I feel great every day. Awesome, man. Well, that's the beauty chiropractic getting adjusted and, you know, staying, staying inside out, not outside in. Um, thank you guys again for joining us. Hope you guys gain some, some insight, especially for those that are, you know, six, 12 months out of graduation, uh, this may have been the best episode for you as we unpacked, you know, uh, what we've done, uh, what we've learned and what we look forward to implementing. Um, super blessed to, to just have the opportunity to uh, share, uh, regardless if we have zero listeners or 3000, you know, it's just a, a beautiful opportunity. 
and we can't wait to continue sharing um, what what we're doing. We've got some some pretty hefty speakers lined up uh, the next few months, and so um, stay tuned, man. Stay tuned, um, and yeah, we're we're off we're off the off to the races. Yeah. Um, give us a shout out, uh, like and subscribe. Uh, you can find me at Dr. Zach Thompson or at Within Chiropractic on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, Spence, where can the people find you? Uh, the people can find me on the socials at spencerdupre.dc at TX for Texas. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to the What Now podcast. We will see you next week. Yeah.